baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here we go, hour two of the show, and Jeff Palermo coming on in just a little bit. Coach Schlesinger, head coach of UNL Privateers men's basketball, will join us at about 9.40. But right now, we've got to continue to talk about the biggest win for LSU basketball in, in at least a decade, and you could probably say since their final four run with Coach Brady and, and Glenn Davis a decade and a half ago. It's that big. Uh, big. They stun Kentucky tonight, 73-71 to on Cavell Bigby-Williams tip-in as time expires. And LSU now separates themselves from Kentucky. That's the only two times that those two teams will play this year. That means, really now, barring some letdowns later in the season from LSU basketball, that LSU and Tennessee will challenge for the regular season conference championship. Probably. I know this is probably. Still got a handful of games left in conference play, but it's probably what you're going to see happen. Tennessee 10-0 in conference. LSU 10-1. and And LSU also has victories over Kentucky, who's in third place at 9-2, and and South Carolina, who's in fourth place at 7-3. and Everything's setting up really nicely for Will Wade's squad. They'll also shoot up not only the, the polls and the rankings that in college basketball don't mean a ton, but in the selection committee mind, in many's mind, this kind of statement road victory that they value so highly, this means you'll likely see them in these updated brackets, bracketologists like Joe Lenardi and Jerry Palm at CBS. They're going to have LSU at a four seed, maybe a three seed, depending on, again, if LSU takes care of business against Georgia this weekend. You cannot have a letdown against Georgia. If you lose to Georgia on the road, this is going to wipe out all the gains you get by beating Kentucky on the road. That would be the worst thing that can happen for LSU. Now, this is still a very young team. Najarit played just stellar basketball. So did Emmett Williams off the bench. Skyler Mage, Devontae Smart, uh, Cavell Bigby-Williams, the senior. He made the biggest play of his career and certainly the biggest one of the game. Everything's in front of LSU. Just wrote about it. You can find my commentary and my postgame reaction at WWL.com. LSU stuns Kentucky, and they prove they can play with anybody in the country. And that headline may be a little bit hyperbolic. Kentucky wasn't Duke. I've never thought Kentucky was Duke or Gonzaga or really even Tennessee. But if you're talking about Tier 1, those four teams, Gonzaga, Virginia, Tennessee, and then right behind them, the second tier, I thought Kentucky was right there. Certainly would challenge in my mind and still will when it comes to NCAA tournament time. LSU is proving that maybe they belong in that Tier 2, that tier that is right behind those um, – was powerhouses up there at the top 
Phone lines are open for you at 504-260-1870. That's area code 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Well, I would love to hear from you LSU fans if you want to sound off here. We are, of course, you're home for LSU basketball. You heard that game here tonight, Saturday. The Tigers will take on Georgia, like we said, pregame 430, tip o'clock. Uh, tip off at five o'clock. Now next week, a couple of home games. You get Florida, then you get Tennessee. I'm I'm planning on going to both. Uh, the the game during the week against Florida, we're trying to set up where kind of like we did last year. If we were an audience last year, where I was at the game, and then uh, LSU was kind enough to let me set up courtside and do the show there after the game was over. I'm gonna try to do the same thing, and then I'm gonna be heading over on Saturday. Already planning it to uh, watch Tennessee and LSU. Pelicans are in action tonight, or they were. It just went final, and just an embarrassing loss. Another one for the Pelicans, who were playing Anthony Davis, and, and frankly, in the little bit that I saw, and if you saw and watched on social media, Anthony Davis was getting absolutely shredded. Anthony Davis, 24 minutes, three points, one of nine from the floor. Anthony, I'll say it again, and I, I'll say it till the end of the season when he's no longer really a problem, and that's what he is, a problem on the court for the Pelicans anymore. He should not play. It makes zero sense. This is a sideshow. And the NBA came out today in a statement and said, well, they never threatened a $100,000 per game fine to the Pelicans for resting Anthony Davis. I don't know if I believe that or not, but here's what I know. That if the NBA now is on the record saying they didn't threaten the $100,000 a game fine, now if you're Mickey Loomis or, yes, Del Demp still have some power there, or Coach Gentry, I am sorry, you do not play this guy anymore. It doesn't make sense, especially after this nonsense that we saw tonight. Anthony Davis looked like a zombie, and I only watched you know, a dozen or so minutes of that game. I was watching the LSU game and doing show prep. But you ask Jake Madison or Scott Kushner and Mason Ginsburg, all these guys who cover the team on a daily basis who are on our show a lot, well, I'll tell you the same thing. Go look at their Twitter timelines. It's a joke. It was a joke. And I feel bad for anybody who went over to the Smoothie King Center and watched that game. This team was a lot more fun when Anthony Davis was sitting out. I hope that people inside that Pelicans front office – make the smart, wise, and principled decision. And when I say principled, principled in the best interest of the Pelicans franchise. Do not play this guy anymore. Did you see what happened tonight? It made a mockery of the entire sport. I'm over AD. I hear anyways. I am. I think a handful of years down the road, well, I'll remember the AD tenure fairly fondly, at least his play. I don't know the tenure because they didn't win very much, but at least his play here a little more fondly than he's being viewed right now. But he's got to go. Uh, he doesn't deserve to be on those sidelines anymore. Let's go to the phone lines. Pierre and Gentilly, cheer me back up with LSU talk, Pierre. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Seth? Hey, Pierre. I just want to congratulate those Tigers because, I mean, that was, a, like you said, it was a statement win. With a capital and, S, Pierre. Uh, statement with a capital S. In fact, all caps on this one. Oh yeah, and I remembered uh, when when we won that game. When when the game was over, I remembered when you were like earlier, I think last year, when you were talking about uh, Will Wade and how the, the the basketball team would be better and would be worth going to and watching. And uh, 
like everything you said, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's coming to fruition. Yeah, and look, I'm I'm glad I'm right this time. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not always glad I'm right. Like when I predicted Anthony Davis long before he made his trade request, I said, no, he's going to he's gonna do this before the season's over. Anthony Davis is going to want out of here. And I didn't like being right there. I like being right here. I'm telling you, I just said it in my Facebook live chat that we did on the WWR Radio Facebook page about 10 minutes ago. Even if you are a casual, a very casual basketball fan, I'm not. I'm a diehard. I'm going to get up and get jacked up this time of the year for college basketball annually. And this is my two months of, of Christmas and then holiday. I love it. Favorite time of year. But for the casual basketball fans who are looking for a reason to get on board here and experience the excitement of this team, yeah, now is the time to get on board. You can be a bandwagon fan if you want to use that word. It's fine. A lot of casual fans are, but you got to get on board here. This is fun. This is as fun of a season as LSU has had again since that Final Four run with Glenn Davis. Here is uh, a text from the two two five. Will Wade, SEC Coach of the Year. We'll see. Certainly, will be in the running there. Here's a text from the nine eight five. Hey Seth, how about that? That's from Joey in Pearl River. Yeah, how about that? Indeed. Text from the 504, Anthony Davis never wanted to be here and never unpacked his bags. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't be here anymore. It, like the, the NBA, I don't know if they did this intentionally. Maybe they did. I doubt it, actually. But when they made that statement today and said, oh, we never threatened, Ellis, or threatened the Pelicans with a $100,000 game fine if you don't play Anthony Davis, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, okay, now you're on record, NBA. Now we don't have to play the guy, and you're not going to be able to fine us. So thank you for that. And Anthony Davis, you're not suiting up, and you're not on the sidelines anymore. That's not petty at all. That is a smart business decision. Re- protect your asset, and the only – reason he's an asset to you Anthony Davis anymore is his trade value 504-260-1870 if you want to hop on in text line is 87870 Jeff Palermo of the Louisiana Radio Network and LSU Sports Radio Network joins us next LSU stuns number five Kentucky on the road 73-71 first win against a top five team on the road since 1980 For the Tigers, a statement win for this program this year and maybe a program-defining win for the Tigers now in the Will Wade era. As promised, Jeff Palermo, News and Sports Director for the Louisiana Radio Network and part of the LSU Sports Radio Network joining us now. Jeff, good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, Take us through what you're you're thinking and what you're feeling there watching that final sequence in the Bigsby-Williams tip-in. Well, you were uh, hoping, you know, the way the calls have been going against the LSU and the Saints, <laughs> I think you were anticipating the worst, man. You know, you, when you think about the Devin White targeting penalty, all those uh, calls against LSU that didn't go their way in the Texas A&M seven, time, seven overtime game. And, of course, I don't need to bring up the NFC Championship game. It just seems like LSU hasn't gotten a break uh, at a critical time. And that was a good basket. Uh, the ball was just off the cylinder, but you, you just never know. Uh, you, you're kind of waiting for uh, – because you've seen it so much here recently. But Yeah, Jeff, did, when, when they made the like the no good uh, signal, kind of yeah. the incomplete signal, I thought initially they were saying the basket is no good. Or did you? I go, oh, boy, here we go. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, I was That was a weird uh, signal there by the ref to say – I guess he was saying the game's over is what he was saying. Yeah. But um, – 
a, just a gritty effort, just a, uh, you know, for a, a team that, uh, you know, falls behind by eight points and they can, they just, they, they just don't give up. They, they, there's a belief about this team and, you know, Nas Reed is having a bad game and then all of a sudden he, you know, he gets some big baskets in there in the second half. Um, I mean, who would have thought they could come away with a win in Rupp Arena with Tremont Waters and Skylar Mays going a combined six for 26, but they got so many different ways they can beat you. Uh, they could beat you with uh, on the rebounding. Obviously, Kentucky had uh, success, more success, but LSU got the biggest offensive rebound of the night on the tip in by Cavell Bigby-Williams. Um, you know, Darius Days, he gets three points, but it was a huge three-pointer in the second half. Uh, Emmett Williams was was huge in this game. Couldn't be stopped, and they needed him to step up with Reed in foul trouble. So, uh, just I think in the end, Seth, it, it it certainly puts LSU now on the map in the in the college basketball world. That this is a legitimate team. This is a team that people should really be paying attention to because it, it has the capability of of uh, certainly a sweet 16 team elite eight and final four isn't out of the question. Yeah, certainly looks like it. Jeff Palermo joining us here on the last lap and, and Jeff, you used the word gritty there and I'm glad you did because a lot of focus is going to be on the ending. And I guess it deservedly so it was spectacular, but throughout the game, this, this was a Tigers team that managed to find a way to play Kentucky style of basketball. I mean, this was this game was played at their pace. This was a defensive slugfest. The the officiating was, I thought, uh, I thought it was the equally called, but they were letting them play, letting them bang around inside, which certainly favors Kentucky. There, that LSU found a way to win this game with that style to me is an eye opener. Well, there's two things. One, LSU I think played better defensively in the second half, and the stats bear that out. I mean, Kentucky shot 47 percent in the first half. Tigers or Wildcats shot 37% in the second half. And then the other thing that LSU does the ball does so well, and they did this very well in the game against Auburn, they just, they don't have, they don't turn the ball over. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over in, in this game. Uh, when they, the, the one loss that they have suffered in conference play, they, they had a couple of bad turnovers down the stretch against Arkansas and, and that cost them. But when this team takes care of the ball, um, they're, they're gonna, they're, there's a high percentage that they're going to score because they are so good on the offensive glass. Um, and they're tonight the, the shots that weren't necessarily falling for them, um, but they they shot it better in the second half. But uh, they they show that they can play you know that up and down style that you like. But here they show that in a game that you they they can they can slug it out with a team and, and figure out a way to beat them. And Will Wade prepared him for that he, he told him that this was a game that he didn't go into this game and say you know what we got to play our style of basketball because that's what it's going to take to win he knew that they had to play down at Kentucky's level and just kind of fight scratch and he talked about making sure that they they were aware of all the details and details mattered in this game and it it, it certainly did uh it was uh one of the biggest wins in, in LSU history in a long time I think a lot of people are probably going back to that 2006 season where LSU beat Texas and Duke on the way to the Final Four. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, if you've been around this program for so long, when's the last time you can remember a regular season game like this, a big moment for LSU like this? Certainly got to be one of the biggest uh, in a very long, hell, in program history. Yeah, I I would say, well, the old 9 team, I remember that game. um, They they beat them. uh, Taz Mitchell was still on that team. Uh, That was – 
that was Trent Johnson's first season. And then <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a, a rough road since that game. You know, that first season where Trent Johnson's team got into the NCAA tournament. And, um, but that wasn't really a, a good Kentucky team. I mean, this, this was a, a top five team, a team that had won 10 in a row, was playing phenomenal defense. And they just somehow figured out to win it. And again, when you when you just kind of look at some of the statistics for LSU, you just sit there and say, you know, how, how do they how do they win this game when uh, you know Nas Reed plays just 21 minutes in the contest, and, and but they he played well in an important stretch in the second half. I tell you what, this team does so well. And if you look at all the box scores of their games, is how well they shoot free throws. I mean, today they were 19 of 22. It helps that Trey Mount Waters gets to the line and he shoots a lot of free throws. But even their big guys, they they they'll hit some, they'll knock down some free throws. And Scholar Mays is a great free throw shooting shooter. So that has been a big thing for this team that gets overlooked. Uh, I think you you notice bad free throw shooting, but a lot of times you you just take for granted when a team's a really good free throw shooting team, and this team is. Yeah, one of the best in the country. Jeff, it's going to be a, a real fun last month and a half of this season, and I think they're going to, like you, I think they got a chance to make a deep run into that NCAA tournament in March. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll have you on again soon. All right, sounds good, Seth. Thanks. Jeff Palermo, News and Sports Director at LRN, at Jeff Palermo LRN on Twitter, and, of course, part of the LSU Sports Radio Network. Coach Mark Schlesinger, UNO, going to join us in just a couple of minutes. Real quickly, though, when we come back from the 60-second news break, I want to talk about the NBA denying that they threatened the Pelicans with a fine for benching Anthony Davis, but did admit they forced the Pelicans to play him. What? Talk about this next. An embarrassing night for Anthony Davis and really the NBA. I'm Seth Dunlap. The last lap continues on WWL. Duke getting destroyed in the second half, whoa, 54-34. Tim Zimmer, where are you at? Huge Louisville fan, also LSU fan. 20-point lead here, 13-37 to play. Duke, the number one overall seed in that NCAA selection committee reveal the other day. Certainly will not be if that result stands. LSU will vault up the rankings and probably into a top three, top four seed line as it would stand right now pelicans were in action earlier tonight 118 88 they get destroyed by the dysfunctional orlando magic anthony davis you want to talk about an embarrassment this was his line tonight 24 minutes three points one of nine from the floor six rebounds no assists if that's the kind of player non-interested player that the NBA is forcing the Pelicans to play, well, I think they should just thumb their nose at the NBA and say, we're not going to play him. Now here, and I say they forced him to play, and here's why. First reported by Mark Stein, great NBA reporter for decades, works now for the New York Times. He reported that the NBA told him that they required the Pelicans to play Anthony Davis after he was not traded because of, quote, league rules governing competitive integrity. However... They refuted the idea that they intervened and threatened a fine on the player. They denied an ESPN report from last week that said the Pelicans were threatened by the league with a per-game fine of up to $100,000 if they sat Davis when he wanted to play. Now, I do not know how the NBA threads the needle here. 
in deciding what players should play for what teams. Is the league now going to get involved and say, well, you got to have this starting five out there, Memphis. You've got to play this guy this many minutes, Minnesota. Phoenix, we want you to make sure that players X, Y, and Z are on the court for at least 35 minutes a game. This is absurd. This is absolutely across any line here of a a league franchise relationship. The Pelicans should be forced to pay Anthony Davis the money that's on his contract. Perhaps the league could say he's healthy, suit him up if he was on your roster. I'd say, okay. But to force the Pelicans to play Anthony Davis and make a complete mockery of this process is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment for the NBA. It's a complete embarrassment for the Pelicans organization. It's a complete embarrassment for Anthony Davis. And you know what it is? It's an embarrassment to basketball. Look at the dichotomy of what we saw tonight. At the college level, LSU, Kentucky, fantastic atmosphere. Players going nuts everywhere. Fans going nuts everywhere. The coaches going nuts everywhere. Intense, passionate, and immensely enjoyable. The NBA level has had this problem for many years, many, many years, that a lot of their product is immensely unenjoyable. And forcing Anthony Davis down the throats of the Pelicans organization and the fans here, and yes, the relatively small fan base here compared to the rest of the league, is a terrible, over-the-line poorly thought out decision and now that the league is on record saying well we never threatened to fine on the pelicans you know what you do again you sit him you sit him and then you go to this report and say well league we have you on record here saying you're not going to fine us what are you going to do dock our draft pick for not playing a player well that's funny because you haven't done that ever you've never done that in the history of the game do you want anthony davis in la so much and you care about our franchise so little that for the first time in league history you're going to dock us draft picks? It's bogus. I hope somebody, I, I honestly believe and think this, I hope somebody, anybody inside that Pelicans organization is listening tonight on their drive home perhaps from the Smoothie King Center. Use your backbone. Stand up to this bully of a league and this bully of a commissioner that frankly I like but he's using his power to enrich the larger franchises and the bigger markets. This is absurd. Your product right now is unwatchable, and Anthony Davis on the court does nothing for you except risk scuttling any kind of relatively quick rebuild you might have should you trade Anthony Davis this offseason if he gets hurt. Grow a backbone. Stand up to the league. Do not play this guy anymore. I still hold out hope that that might happen after the All-Star break. I'm Seth Dunlap. We'll step aside. When we come back, let's talk more college hoops. Mark Schlesinger, coach of UNO men's basketball in third place in the Southland Conference. Tough last-second loss to Nichols State over the weekends. Coach Sless will join us next year on the last lap. I want to tell you about two contests that we have at www.com slash contest. That's singular, www.com slash contest. You win tickets to Michael Buble, who's coming to the Smoothie King Center on July 17th. And WWL wants you and your sweetheart to be there. You can win your pair of tickets. 
by going to www.com slash contest to register. And you have until midnight tomorrow, so midnight on Wednesday, to win the ultimate Valentine's gift. There you can also win Leonard Skinner tickets. That's right, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band Leonard Skinner coming to New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center on May 17th. And you could be there as well. WWL pair of tickets you can win online at www.com slash contest. And you'll have to register to win by midnight Sunday, February 17th. So this Sunday, February 17th, you can win tickets to what should be an unforgettable night of classic American rock and roll with Skinner featuring Hank Williams Jr. That's here from WWL AMFM and .com. Talking a lot of basketball here. Thanks again to Coach Slesh for coming on. I'm just a big fan of his and watching him do his thing down there at UNO. And, yes, they are another program on the rise here. One of the best coaches, one of the most underrated coaches, I think, anywhere in the country. And I really mean that. Let's go back to the phone lines. We're also talking about Anthony Davis putting up an embarrassing performance tonight, three points in 24 minutes. And the league telling us that, well, they – made the Pelicans play Anthony Davis and threaten him with a fine. You heard my rants earlier on that. Let's see what you have to say about this. First up is Carl in Covington. Welcome to the show, Carl. Hey. Hey. You know, here's what I'd like to say is um, you hire a player like Anthony Davis to take your team to the championship, just like they hire LeBron or anybody else, right? Sure. So um, he doesn't do it. So now he's saying, no, I don't really want to be there. So, um, like, I'm on a construction site. I work on construction. Mm-hmm. The guy that's carrying the load on the construction on my job says, look, I'm just going to quit. You guys carry the load. Then he comes back the next day and says, oh, well, I didn't really get what I want. You guys want to work with me anymore? <laughs> Hell no. Right. Right? No, no you're, you're absolutely you right. Anymore. Sit down and shut up, and we're going to take this, and Holiday's going to take the load. Holiday's going to carry it. Anthony Davis, let him go. Just do – I mean, the NBA can't force us to Carl, can play on our team. Carl, amen to everything that you said right there because that encapsulated it perfectly. I, I In any job, and I made this analogy the other day. It's like you said, Carl, and thanks for calling. Then in any business, in my business, in yours – work in construction, in the service industry, if you have an employee that essentially bad-mouths the place that you work and said, yeah, it's kind of garbage here, and I'm just I'm, I'm reading between the lines. This is basically what Anthony Davis said by forcing a trade. Yeah, th- this place stinks. I don't like it here anymore. Trade me. I don't want to be here anymore. You don't deserve any kind of right to come back to that workplace. That's laughable. It's absolutely laughable. Appreciate the call, Carl. One more hour of the program to go. Don't go anywhere. Carter Bryant coming up, and we'll hear from Will Wade. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 